Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Savings rates fall further, so can your cash keep up with inflation? If your mortgage rate falls below zero, does that mean your lender pays you? We answer a listener's question. And can investors in a cash fund that made a loss get more compensation? All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Charlene Goff. Hello. Lucy Warwick-Ching. Hello. Alice Ross. Hello. And our special guest this week, David Black, the Principal Banking Consultant at DeFacto. Hello. Let's start then with the money news. Following all the recent cuts to the Bank of England base rate, savers have been left with almost nowhere to go. One in seven variable rate savings accounts now pays just 0.1% or less, according to the latest surveys. And the average rate on new easy access savings accounts has dropped to 1.08%. So, once you take into account tax and inflation, many savers are receiving negative returns on their money. Charlene, this has really become a serious problem for people who are relying on savings income. So, how possible will it be to get a real positive return on cash? I think you're right. This is a real concern now for people who have been relying on cash and more and more people have been doing that in recent months with risk elsewhere. What's interesting at the moment is that inflation is also falling really quickly. The Bank of England now expects inflation to come down to about half a percent this year. So even though you're getting very small returns on your savings, you actually don't need very much to get what is deemed a real return, so a return after inflation. So if we do see half a percent inflation, I suppose some of the accounts that are still paying reasonable rates, let's take some of the cash ISAs that are paying 3% or more tax-free, that's quite a reasonable margin above inflation and not so far off from the sort of historical norm. Yeah, I mean, those kind of rates still look really good. I mean, they're few and far between, and I think we're seeing them disappear quite quickly. But if you can lock into that kind of rate now, you should benefit as prices of consumer goods start falling. And that is expected to to happen quite quickly later on in the year. So it's quite an interesting comparison if we go back to say, you know, last summer where you were getting really high saving rates of sort of up to 6%, but you also had very high inflation. So once you took off, um, say, 5% for inflation as well as tax, you were still in danger of not seeing any real return. And that all depends on inflation going lower and staying low. Now, some people still think there may be a risk of deflation in the short term then, of course, it makes it easier to get a real return. 
Yeah, that's true. It all sounds quite complicated and it also depends on who you are because certain people are more exposed to official inflation or deflation. Pensioners, for example, who use a higher proportion of their income to pay for fuel and energy, they could benefit as those costs come quite sharply down. Um, looking at the longer term, however, there are concerns being expressed about, about some of the government policy that may be introduced to stimulate the economy. People are talking about printing money. There are fears about you know, printing money leading to hyperinflation. That means longer term interest rates are going to look an awful lot less attractive. It could change very swiftly and we could go from seeing deflation, seeing inflation return quite quickly. If people are getting very low rates still on their savings, could be a real problem because they're not getting any money and they could see prices for consumer goods rise very sharply as their money effectively gets diluted. That's longer term. So in terms of a strategy, if you are a saver, I presume it's get the best possible rate you can right now and preferably tax-free and then think about index-linked products in the longer term if inflation kicks in? Yeah, I think we are going to see people move a bit away from cash into sort of index-linked products, maybe taking a bit more risk, maybe looking at corporate bonds just because they sort of desperately want that return. If they don't want to take any risk, I would say get in as soon as they possibly can because even 3% could look very good in another three months' time. And David, do you want to come in on that? There are some inflation-linked products. National Savings have a three- and a five-year bond that currently pay 1% over inflation. The major attraction for those two is they're tax-free, so if you're a high-rate taxpayer, it's a better deal than if you're not a taxpayer, for example. A couple of building societies occasionally have um, index-linked products. Leeds, I think, have something at the moment. National counties are out of the market but have done on occasions. But generally, in, in terms of savings rates, there are certain niche segments where you can still get a reasonably good return. Regular savings products, if you have a, one of the paid-for HSBC accounts, they've got a 10% rate. OK, you can only put in a little bit each month, but it does add up to a return. You can switch your current account. Alliance and Leicester currently paying 6% up to 2500 but you must put in £500 each month. If you've had the same variable rate savings account for quite a while, the chances are it's not very competitive anymore. Look around, try and find a better one. Yep, I think that's going to be the message for everyone. So, uh, David and Charlene, thanks very much. And for a two-page savings special, see this weekend's FT Money inside the Weekend FT uh, and the articles that are online at ft.com forward slash money. Remember that you can also send in your questions to be answered by our experts by emailing us at our new address, money at ft.com. All of which brings me neatly on to an intriguing question that was put to the FT Money team this week about mortgage rates. And uh, Lucy, I think you've been following this up this week. Yes, I have, Matthew. Recent rate cuts have actually meant that some people on mortgages that track the Bank of England base rates are now effectively paying zero or close to zero. And we had this question from one of our listeners, Elliot Nathan from Hertfordshire. I have a mortgage with a cooperative bank which tracks the Bank of England base rate minus 0.66%. So my interest rate I'm paying at the moment is 0.34. Now with interest rates at 1%, does this mean that if rates fall by another half percent next month that my lender will be paying me money? Also, if interest rates fall to the 0% and I'm not making any interest payments, with that extra money should I be reducing my mortgage outstanding or should I be investing it into an ISA? David, will the co-op soon be paying Elliot? 
I think that's extremely unlikely. That they're not going to pay you to have a mortgage. There's probably something in the small print that says that. By way of example, the only mortgage that has currently got to this stage is the Cheltenham and Gloucester's tracker. They were they offered it mid September two thousand and seven, and I think it disappeared by the end of the following month. They were one point oh one percent beneath the base rate so theoretically you should be paying minus 0.01 but you're not you're actually paying at the moment because of a system problem they've got you've got to pay them eight pence per month per hundred thousand you've borrowed mm-hmm. they do say they will refund the eight pence when they sort out their computer glitch but if rates come down again next month there are a few other tracker mortgages like elliott's the, there, there will be some other trackers that are getting pretty close to the zero rate i had a look at what was available at the same time as the cng had their minus 1.01 which, incidentally, Lloyd's TSB Scotland arm also are offering. The nearest one to that, I, I found that the Co-op, Egg and Yorkshire Building Society were offering 0.76 below. One of them was a one-year deal, that was the Co-op, so they've got away with it. The two-year deals, they've got a few months when they're not going to enjoy it for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. but great news for borrowers. So anyone in the, in the sort of situation that Elliot's in, paying very low rates or effectively nothing on their mortgage, what should they be doing with those extra payments that they're saving? Should they be overpaying their mortgage? Assuming they don't need the cash for expenses, day-to-day living, boiler goes or something like that, I see very little point repaying a mortgage that you're not paying interest on. Much better to put it in a safe place, ISAs typically where you're getting the tax-free element, even normal savings accounts because you'll get some sort of return and then just get ready when rates start increasing again on the mortgage to repay slices. The other thing that people are doing is repaying more expensive debt like unsecured loans, credit cards. David, I think that's an interesting point about repaying more expensive debt, but in terms of paying off your mortgage, I mean, I would have thought with property prices coming down and lots of people seeing the equity eroded in their properties... Surely it would be wise to sort of take a chunk off the mortgage and set yourself up for, you know, maybe moving house in the future. Theoretically, yes, but it depends on one's outlook and in terms of risk. But if, if you're not paying anything for your mortgage, just enjoy it while you can and try and get a return elsewhere. And when it rates go up, then repay it. And I imagine that lots of people are talking about how to stimulate the economy by perhaps using the money to bend on the high street. I'm, I'm sure they are. But I, I think the propensity to spend everything you've got is possibly a little bit less popular now than it was in the past. And the other issue is the vast majority of people have still got fixed rate mortgages, so they won't have had any benefit at all during that initial term. Plus, it's, it's probably worth saying that with, with house prices going down, loan-to-value levels will have increased, and for some people it's pretty difficult to remortgage and they're going to get stuck on their lender's standard variable rate, and there's a big discrepancy between which lenders have attractive SVRs, i.e. low ones, and which ones don't, because there's as much as 2% difference or more between some of them, which is just astonishing. Elliot also asked the question, should he put this extra savings into an ISA? What would be the best kind of rates that are on offer at the moment? At the moment, the highest rates are probably for fixed rates. The um, if you have a First Direct First account, which is a free and credit current account, they have a regular savers ISA fixed for a year. Again, you can only put in up to, I think it's £250 each month, pays 7%. Beyond that, you would struggle to get anything above 4%. I, I should think fixed rates, you're probably looking at the top rate now, about 3.75. I expect them to come down a bit. Variable rates probably not much more than 3%, and again, they're going to get reduced following last week's base rate cut. 
Thanks, David and uh, Lucy. And for more on the pros and cons of paying down debt or boosting your savings, look out for Elaine Moore's article in this weekend's FT Money and online at ft.com forward slash money. Also look out for the audio reports within FT Money articles at ft.com forward slash money. And finally, when is a cash fund not a cash fund? Answer, when it's the Standard Life Pension Sterling Fund, which a few weeks back managed to lose investors 5% overnight. So 97,000 people found themselves around £1,000 down, having thought their money was safely on deposit. Alice, you reported on this story at the time. What's happened since then? Well, it was very dramatic at the time when Standard Life said in January that the fund had fallen by so much because the investors really weren't expecting this at all. So there was a bit of a, an outcry. Um, investors and their financial advisors were all contacting Standard Life, contacting the papers. It was a, a very big deal, saying that they had no idea that the fund could have fallen in value. And this week, Standard Life has come out and said, OK, we accept that people didn't realise that this wasn't just cash on deposit. And uh, they're going to put that full 5% fall in value back in using their own money they're actually ploughing 100 million of their own money into this and many would think uh, well so they should just for listeners who may not be familiar with the story can you just remind us why it was that something called a cash fund managed to lose five percent well the problem was that it wasn't invested completely in cash it's a question of definition this is the problem so most people certainly the lay investor when you think cash you think money with a bank account or a building society account that's pretty safe but this fund was also investing in cash instruments such as floating rate notes uh, I won't bore the listeners with a, a detailed explanation of what that is, but it's a type of corporate bond, I suppose. But whether or not it's really cash is debatable. And most importantly, the literature for this fund didn't mention floating rate notes. It said it might be invested in some things apart from cash on deposit, but it didn't explain what that was. And so investors felt, I think, very fairly. Um, investors just didn't understand that it was invested in these kind of things, even assuming they understood what they were. And that's the real scandal here, isn't it? Because uh, you got hold of some of the original marketing material recently. W were you shocked by the terminology that was used in it? Well, I really was because an investor had contacted me and told me that there was no mention made of anything other than cash in the marketing literature. And I kind of said, well, you know, but it must be in the small print. And he said, no, it's really not. And he actually used to work at Barclays Capital himself. So he kind of knows this kind of stuff. And he even knows what a floating rate note is. And he said they didn't mention it anywhere. So I got him to send it in to me at the office and I went through it and there was absolutely no mention of it. It even had a special little appendix defining cash as uh, something held on deposit with a bank or building society. It so, was quite shocking, actually. So Standard Life clearly didn't have a leg to stand on. This begs the question, though, are investors in the fund entitled to more compensation? Because even before this 5% revaluation took place, they thought they were getting a cash return, but they weren't. Exactly. They've been compensated for this one fall, but the fact remains that they were arguably missold this product. They thought that they were in a cash fund. They thought they couldn't lose any money. If you look at the cash rates last year, which were kind of around 5%, you would have expected to have kind of made maybe 5% on your cash. And uh, people hadn't made that at all. I think one investor told me that when he took his money out in October, the fund had only made 1.5%, which was far less than cash. And that alerted him to the fact that something strange was going on and it couldn't all be in cash. So if you are one of the 97,000 individuals who 
will be getting some compensation, but you think you're entitled to more, what should you do? You should, uh, in the first instance, you should contact the financial ombudsman because they deal with these kind of complaints uh, or your financial advisor that sold you the product. I suppose the moral of the story is if it says cash, make sure it really is. Really make sure, yeah, exactly. I think, um, as someone was saying to me, marketing departments are going to be going through their literature at the moment with a fine tooth comb, making sure that they've really explained what's going on. Yeah, so if any listeners are in the position of thinking they're in cash but discovering they're not, do get in touch with us by emailing us at our new address, money at ft.com. But that's all we have time for this week in the FT Money Show. Remember that you can email your views as well as your questions to the address I've just given. And you can now read the latest news every weekday on our website at ft.com forward slash money. We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Alice, Lucy, Charlene and our special guest, David Black from DeFacto. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.